Hello everybody, I'm Kenneth Copeland. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this radio and television audience all over this world. Strengthen them, sir. Cause them, in fact, open the eyes of our understanding today to have revelation from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a minister's conference from Canaan land, Nigeria at Faith Tabernacle. It's the largest church in the world. And the, the minister's conference there, oh, I'll tell you, how much time you spend praying in the Spirit? That's how revelation and answers come. Praying in the Spirit is the key to building up on the inside, praise God. So I'll tell you what you do, get your Bible. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going to get into some things today. This is a very, very special meeting. I'll be back. Praying in the Spirit, building up in the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Most spirit-baptized people do not spend enough time praying in the Spirit. Pray, how, how can you do what the Spirit of God wrote in the book of Ephesians saying, praying perseveringly for all saints in the Spirit. You can't do it any other way. You can't pray for all saints in your natural mind. What are you going to say? Oh, God, I pray for all saints. That's about as far as it can go. Now, you pray for those you know right around you, but I guarantee you this. I can promise you this. If you're only praying in the natural, you're going to forget about half of those. You don't have enough hours in the day to pray in your natural thinking and in your natural mind to get the prayer job done that needs to be done. You forget a, a, a what to pray about. You don't know how to pray as you ought. The scripture says, first of all, prayers, thanksgivings, intercession, supplication, and so forth, be made for all men, kings, and all that are in authority that we, the church, the body of Christ, live and lead a quiet, peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth that there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ, the anointed Savior. 
the mediator, the intercessor. Amen. Well, now what are you going to do with that? That is a big prayer assignment. What are you going to do with it? Oh, God, I pray for all men. And uh, <laughs> I, I pray for the president. Uh, I pray for the, I don't know the president. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I, I don't know what his family is doing. I, I don't know what the prime minister is doing. Now that, oh, that reminds me, Lord. Yeah. You said that the, you, you said that civil authority, that, that, that means the police force and the military, uh, that they're ministers of God for our good. Oh, Lord, not our military. See, it depends on, depends on where you live. You may live in a place that's very oppressive or you live, if you're blessed to live in a place like we live in in the United States, but still, hey, we got some serious problems in the United States. Here you got a family that lives in India that the whole government hate them because they love Jesus. But they hadn't been able to get rid of him. <laughs> and they have tried, and they have tried, and they have tried. You know why they can't defeat this couple? You know why they can't defeat their family? Or why they can't defeat their church? Because they spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. They spend time praying the power of God down on those government leaders. Well, you don't know how to pray for them as you ought. If you start trying to pray for those people in your natural mind, if you're not careful, you get mad at them. Well, you got to forgive them. I don't want to forgive them. Well, I don't care whether you want to or not. That's a commandment. Now we've thrown another issue into this thing. But, oh, Oh, Father, oh, yes, I remember you saying this, Lord. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Ah, what a place to start. Because Jerusalem gets right, the rest of the world gets right. Oh, it's, folks, it's big. So I'm praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Okay, how do I pray for that? I don't know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Amen. Can you follow me here? Why praying in the spirit is so important. You wake up in the middle of the night. Start praying in tongues. Start praying in tongues. Build a habit of praying in tongues and believing you receive you can pray in tongues. You can, go to the, you can go to the grocery store and stand in the checkout line and pray in the Spirit. Yes. Build a habit of continually making utterance in the Spirit. You don't even have to speak out loud. Yes. 
The scripture says, praying to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, what's going to happen when you start doing that? Well, you be praying along and you're praying in the spirit and then the scripture in the book of Isaiah comes across your heart and you think, oh yeah, this is the rest and refreshing. My spirit needs a rest. I'm taking my rest and I take my edification. Praise God. I take it by faith. Now what is faith? Believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. Hallelujah. And you, you just drag it. I believe in my heart that my spirit's man, the real me, is being edified and that I am being rested and I am being strengthened. Hallelujah. And I'm going to get out of this bed and I'm going to take one more step by the power of the living God. No sickness nor disease is going to keep me. No weakness, no tiredness. Hallelujah. And I'm certainly not going to quit just because I got a few years on me. No, sir. No, no. I believe I received that. Father, thank you. Thank you. I pray for this entire congregation right now. Now see, in the spirit, I can pray for every one of you because the Holy Ghost knows what every person in here needs. Huh? This is the way you pray for your ministry. This is the way you pray for your congregation. You get up early on a Sunday morning. And of course you prepare. Of course you prepare your message. Of course, amen. But then you begin to edify yourself and you begin to pray. And you ought to be well into praying for that congregation and the outreach of your ministry and the government all the way around on all sides. You ought to be well into that when the sun begins to peak its face over the hill. You've been up a long time praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Ah, you can sleep later. We got souls to win, bodies to heal, minds to restore. And right in here is all the equipment you need to restore every person in your congregation. Because you know what will happen? They'll begin to join you. And you teach it. Brother Copeland, I really would like to have the gifts of the Spirit manifest in my church. And we've been praying in the Spirit about this. We've been praying for two years or more about it. And we still haven't had any manifestations of it. Well, prayer is first. You got to preach and teach it. But I don't know anything about the gifts of the Spirit. Don't ever say that again. 
You told me the problem, not the answer. Amen. Does your Bible have 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 in it? Yes, sir. Then you know what you need to know about praying in the Spirit. Amen. About the word of wisdom. About the word of knowledge. About discerning of spirits. Amen. About gifts of healings. About working on miracles and special faith and different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. It's in the book. And the author of the book is on the inside of you. You begin to pray about it in the spirit and read those, read those chapters. If you're hungry enough, read them every day, in day in, day out. But don't just read them, preach them! As you begin to preach, what happens? Faith comes. Faith comes. When faith comes, wisdom comes. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And the Spirit of God is your teacher. You think he knows about the gifts of the Spirit? Oh, yeah, he invented them. That's him. That's the way he works. That's the way he manifests himself. But the people have to have faith to receive it. Hallelujah. You build up in your spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. You pray in tongues long enough, you can find out anything you need to know from the Holy Ghost. He's in there and all of it's in him. Look with me in in John's Gospel, chapter 16, please. John chapter 16. Hallelujah. Look at the 13th verse, please. Jesus is speaking. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will, say he will, he will will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. He will glorify me for he will receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Look at verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, he shall take of mine and show it unto you. That means In the Spirit, we have access by the Spirit to everything God has. Woo, hallelujah, glory be to Jesus. The whole storehouse belongs to you. You want me to tell you why? The whole storehouse is living on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. 
Faith calls things that be not as though they were. Think this through with me. <laughs> Lord Jesus, why is it my ministry is just not going anywhere. I don't have the money I need. The gifts of the Spirit are not being manifest. Now that's not calling things that be not as though they were. That's calling things that, that are the way they are. There's no faith there, so there's not anything to change that. Now think about this. Father, Lord Jesus, why is it my ministry is growing so big? Now, I just ask the same question. But I added the element of faith. The thing is still stagnated. It still doesn't have any money. But that isn't what I said. I said, how is it that my ministry is growing so? How is it that I'm so prosperous? How is it that the gifts of the Spirit are manifesting themselves? Then he will, by the Spirit, tell you why. And when he says, it's because, well, let's just say, for instance, he said, it's because you continue to walk by faith and not by sight. He just told you the answer to your problem. You've been walking by sight and not by faith. But you put it, it you call things that be not as though they were and he can answer you in that category, in that envelope and he's speaking by faith, you're receiving by faith and now you know what the problem is and you can fix it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord, why is it that my praise life is so powerful? And then he'll tell me, and when he tells me, I'll find out why it hasn't been powerful. Are you, are you seeing that? Yeah. I'm calling things that be not as though they were. Now, here's what I'm doing. I'm speaking the desired end result. Now, isn't that what Jesus did? Walked up to the fig tree and said, no man eat fruit of you again hereafter forever and turned around and walked away. Now, did he tell the tree to dry up? Did he tell the tree to burn down? No. He just said, no man eat fruit of you again hereafter forever. He didn't care how the father did it because he said, it's the father that dwells within me. He does the work. He didn't care how he did it, but there ain't nobody ever going to eat anything off that tree again. I don't care if it lived a thousand years. Lightning could have struck it and ended it. That's not the problem. It's not ever, ever going to have any fruit on it again.
because the desired end result was spoken by faith. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.